This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this Monday, June 6th. I'm Nick Madawa. And I'm Haley Mannon. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, drones with tasers? All in your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Michaela Wheeler will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. The current temperature outside is a partly cloudy 76 degrees. And now, onto our top story. Better climate-related research and early warning systems are needed as extreme weather, from cyclones to droughts, continues to inflict the African continent, said Sundanese billionaire and philanthropist Mo Ibrahim, who heads up his own foundation. Ibrahim told the Associated Press that better research capabilities will strengthen Africa's voice in global climate discussions. He added that weather stations across the country were sparse and unevenly distributed, leading to, quote, critical, unquote, gaps in climate data. Experts say having a greater frequency of more reliable data can help predict and plan for future extreme weather events, mitigating their impact on human life. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson will face a new confidence vote that could oust him from power. Discontent with his rule is finally threatening to topple a politician who has often seemed invincible despite many scandals. The charismatic leader, renowned for his ability to connect with voters, has recently struggled to turn the page on revelations that he and his staff repeatedly held boozy parties that flouted the COVID-19 restrictions they imposed on others. Still, most political observers think he will defeat the challenge today and remain prime minister. But the fact that enough lawmakers are demanding a vote represents a watershed moment for him. A narrow victory would leave him a hobbled leader whose days are likely numbered. When tragedies like school shootings happen, journalists quickly follow in huge numbers, putting communities in the world's spotlight in their worst possible moment. It's a situation that often angers and frustrates people who want privacy to grieve and process things like the Uvalde school shooting. And the repetition frustrates journalists who have to cover seemingly the same story with no end in sight. Experts say there are things journalists can do to make the situation less burdensome on the communities or add to the pain. Some of the communities are grateful that someone in there is there to document what happened for the world. The company best known for developing the Taser says it's halting plans to develop a Taser-equipped drone. The decision by Axon comes as a majority of its ethics board resigned over the project. Axon CEO Rick Smith says last week's announcement about the drone was designed to initiate a conversation about a potential solution after 19 children and two adults were killed in an elementary school Um, killed in an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. But Smith said Axon would pause its work after a backlash from the public and the ethics board. Nine members of the board said today they're resigning over Smith's decision to press forward with with his announcement about the project despite their concerns. Governor Jim Justice has asked President Joe Biden and the Federal Emergency Management Agency to approve a disaster declaration for West Virginia because of flooding from last month. According to a news release, Justice declared a state of emergency for Cabell, Putnam, and Rowan counties related to the flooding. In May 6th, West Virginia experienced large-scale flooding throughout the state. Some of the flooding in Huntington included rapidly moving floodwaters, several feet deep covered cars long, along one neighborhood. The governor's request for a disaster declaration includes individual assistance with the possibility of receiving hazard mitigation assistance and small business administration disaster loans. 
Coming up, Ohio is arming their teachers. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns. Right after this. Marshall University's sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall sports journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, The Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. You should worry less about that radio and concentrate on fishing. Besides, there's nothing good to listen to on the radio nowadays. Here we go again. Back in my day, music was good. It played all those good oldies that I love. Of course, they were called newies back then. But Grandpa, if we turn to 88.1 WMUL, we can listen to oldies. Huh? We can also listen to alternative, blues, jazz, hip-hop, and more. All that in one station? Then hurry up, boy, get that radio working. 88.1 WMUL, the cutting edge since 1961. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted the best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Nick Madawa. And I'm Haley Manon. The Muhammad Ali Center and Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher have announced a public awareness campaign for the boxing legend's image to appear on a U.S. Postal Service stamp. According to a news release, the U.S. Conference of Mayors today will vote on a resolution to support Muhammad Ali's image on a postal stamp and encourages public support. A social media campaign called hashtag get the champ a stamp will encourage public involvement. It can take up to three years for the Postal Service to launch a new stamp. Ollie died in 2016 and is buried in his hometown of Louisville. A West Virginia Sheriff's deputy was killed. Another was injured, and a surviving suspect has been charged with murder after a shootout at a residence. Nicholas County Sheriff William Nunley says Deputy Sheriff Tom Baker was killed Friday night while responding to a domestic disturbance in the Birch River area. Baker was shot in the back. Nunley says officers arrived at a camper, and after a conversation, two suspects, quote, became agitated, unquote, and a shooting occurred. Another deputy was shot in the leg, and a suspect, 36-year-old Richie Holocomb, was killed. Another man, Brent Tyler Kelly, 28, has been charged with murder. A Kentucky man was fatally shot Saturday outside a church where a funeral was being held. A woman who was also injured in the shooting outside the Unity Worship Center. The victim was 35-year-old Joseph Demetrius Richardson of Versailles. The woman sustained injuries that weren't considered life-threatening. Funeral services were, held for, were being held at 1 p.m. at the center for the victim of a shooting who died on May 24th. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has announced he'll sign a bill that permits school districts to arm employees. The Republican-backed measure aims to undo the effect of a 2021 state Supreme Court ruling that said under current law, armed school workers would need hundreds of hours of training. The House and Senate both approved the fast-tracked bill Wednesday. The legislation requires up to 24 hours of initial training 
and up to eight hours of requalification training annually. DeWine, a Republican, says the bill ensures uh, instruction is specific to schools and includes significant scenario-based training. A judge has reduced the $5 million bail set for a man accused of shooting a customer to death in an Ohio Walmart store following an attempted theft. The judge on Friday set bail for at $900,000 for 32-year-old Anthony Friedman Brown of Hamilton in the May 26 shooting at the Fairfield Township store. Brown is seeking to change his plea to not guilty by reason of insanity, and a July 26 date has been set to hear that motion. Authorities allege that the two shoppers tried to stop him from stealing items from the electronics department, and he shot one to death and seriously wounded an employee. Coming up next, Elon Musk backing out on Twitter deal. That and more news from around the nation when New Center E returns. Stay with us. Here's your cappuccino, miss. Great, thanks. Coffee with cream? Look, almost half of all new STD infections are among young people 15 to 24 years old. Yet most infections have no symptoms. The only way to know for sure is to be tested. So GYT, get yourself tested. Visit gytnow.org to find an STD testing location near you. A message from CDC. Merlin, I need your help. The armies of darkness are at Camelot's gates, but Excalibur is destroyed. Fear not, Arthur, for I have in my hands a weapon far more powerful than the world has ever seen. The pure, sweet song of its blade leaving the sheath is able to pierce the air itself. This sword doesn't have a name. It is WMUL, the cutting edge. You've supported her through every accomplishment in her life. Cross, Paul, I tied my shoes. While your ultimate goal is to teach her to stand on her own. Let go, let go. I can do it. There are things she just can't do without your support. There were drugs and alcohol at the party. Talk with the teens in your life. And if they're in substance abuse treatment and recovery, support them. Help them turn the hardest thing they've ever done into their greatest accomplishment. For information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy, and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. Welcome back to New Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Nick Maddowell. And I'm Haley Mannon. New York, law- New York lawmakers have passed a bill targeting the use of warehouse productivity quotas in the state. The legislation aims to curtail, curtail metrics used by Amazon that has come under more scrutiny in the past few years. Labor and safety advocates have long criticized the e-commerce giant for quotas that law company workers pack and stow packages. The bill passed Friday would require the retail giant and other companies to provide workers with information on the quotas they're assigned and how, and how such things can be used by the employer to discipline employees. It would also prohibit employers from putting in place quotas that prevent workers from bathroom breaks or rest periods. Stocks rose broadly in morning trading on Wall Street today, led by more gains in big tech companies. 
The S&P 500 rose 1.4%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 1%. And the Nasdaq rose 1.8%. Tech companies did much of the heavy lifting for the market, and banks gained around along with rising bond yields. Twitter fell after Tesla CEO Elon Musk threatened to call off his deal to buy the company, saying Twitter was refusing to hand over data. Spirit Airlines rose after JetBlue raised its offer to buy the rival carrier, and Amazon rose after executing a 20-for-1 stock split. Elon Musk is threatening to end his $44 billion agreement to buy Twitter, accusing the company of refusing to give him information about its spam bot accounts. Lawyers for the Tesla and SpaceX CEO made the threat in a letter to Twitter dated today that the social platform included in filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The letter says Musk has repeatedly asked for the information since May 9th so he could evaluate how many of the company's 229 million accounts are fake. A message was left earlier today seeking comment from Twitter. Police in Madison have arrested a man who allegedly stole a car with a disabled person still inside. The Associated Press reports that the incident occurred yesterday afternoon. Police officer Ryan Kimberly said in a statement that the disabled person's caregiver got out of the vehicle to get some food and left the engine running when a 43-year-old man got into the vehicle and drove off. Police located the vehicle about 45 minutes later and arrested the man after he pulled into the University Hospital parking lot. The person with disabilities was not hurt. The judge overseeing the remaining case of two former Minneapolis police officers charged in George Floyd's killing has ordered that the trial be delayed until January to improve prospects for a fair trial. Tao Thao and J. Alexander Kang had been due to go to trial next Monday on charges of aiding and abetting murder and manslaughter on the May 2020 death of Floyd. But Judge Peter Cahill today delayed the trial until January 5th. Cahill denied a motion for change of venue, but he said two recent connected cases and the publicity over them having created a, quote, reasonable likelihood of an unfair trial, unquote, if it were to begin next week. Coming up next, your daily political update when New Center Idiot returns right after this. plans to pollute the airwaves with Nickelback is almost to rotten fruition. We must let our powers combine. Jazz. Avant winning news in sports. Rock and roll. Flashback. Ska. With your powers combined, I am WMUL. Oh no! WMUL's award-winning radio programming is kicking my... 88.1 WMUL. We all share a common journey. We wanted to serve our country and protect the things we love. But for some of us, coming home was more of a challenge than we expected. In the service, we had each other's backs. But as veterans, it can sometimes feel like we're all alone. For confidential support, call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at VeteransCrisisLine.net or text 838-255. 
touchdown, thundering herd. Want to know the time of our next sports broadcast? Go to our website at www.marshall.edu slash WMUL and find the entire sports schedule on the front page. You can even go one step further and listen to the game live right off our website, www.marshall.edu slash WMUL. Yet another reason why we're the worldwide leader of Marshall sports coverage, WMUL 88.1. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Nick Madawa. Haley Manon. Officials say the Dominican Republic's Minister of the Environment and Natural Resources has been shot and killed in his office by a close friend. The president's office expressed its condolences and said a suspect had been detained after the shooting on Monday. Orlando George Mera is the son of former Dominican President Salvador George Blanco. Mera was also an attorney and a founding member of the Modern Revolutionary Party. He was appointed Minister of the Environment and Natural Resources in August of 2020. A congressional committee's hearing on the January 6th U.S. Capitol insurrection are coming up. The public has been told to expect revelations. Over months, the panel has issued more than 100 subpoenas, done more than 1,000 interviews, and probed more than 100,000 documents. All that to get to the bottom of the attack that day in 2021 by supporters of then-President Donald Trump. Yet it's questionable how much attention the public will pay. The hearings in the aftermath of the Texas school shooting and amid high afflations Nevertheless, the House panel is making history about one of the most consequential episodes in American democracy. An Australian court has ordered Google to pay a former politician 715000 Australian dollars or 515000 USD over two defamatory YouTube videos. John Barr and Laro, a former New South Wales state deputy premier, has sued Google and comedian Jordan Shanks, also known as Fr- Friendly Geordies, in the federal court over the videos. Justice Stephen Rares found, today found that Barlaro had been the, quote, subject of a relentless racist, abusive, and defamatory campaign conducted on YouTube, unquote, a platform owned by Google. Barlaro told reporters outside the Sydney court that he felt, quote, vindicted, unquote, by the judgment. His lawyer, Paul Sylvan, said it was the only case he was aware of where Google was sued for defamation through its YouTube operation. Alaska voters are facing an election unlike any they've seen. With 48 candidates running to secede the man who held the state's only U.S. House seat for 49 years. While some of the candidates in the upcoming special primary have name recognition, many are relatively unknowns or political novices. The huge number of candidates in the short timeline for holding the election after the March 18th death of Republican U.S. Rep. Uh, Don Young has some voters overwhelmed and scrambling to learn more about their options. This will be the first election under a voter-approved system that ends party primaries, meaning all candidates are on the same one-page ballot. U.S. stocks are ticking higher today as Wall Street keeps wrestling with whether the economy will successfully avoid a recession amid rising interest rates and high inflation. The S&P 500 was 0.7% higher in afternoon trading and the Nasdaq was up 0.9%. Both started the day with even bigger gains following up on strength across European and Asian markets after China relaxed some tough anti-COVID measures. But stocks fell back a bit as Treasury yields continued to climb putting downward pressure on stocks. The yield on the 10-year Treasury jumped back above 3%. And coming up, Michaela Wheeler will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and updates on the Russia-Ukraine war. Stay with us.
I just wanted to eat like a normal human being, you know? Just something I could hold down without the horrible pain. Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis are diseases that attack the digestive system. A feeding tube's not my idea of a good meal. At the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, we're excited about the latest research. Then there was this new drug. Thousands of people are being treated with new drug therapies. Doc said it doesn't work for everyone, but I got lucky. To help, visit ccfa.org. Now I'm taking food the old-fashioned way. I'm eating it. So what does WMUL mean by the cutting edge? Well, not this, but this. Marshall University students say it's not easy being Greek. Nope, not this either. Whew. But this, oh yeah. And finally, 0% this, but 100% this. Got it! Touchdown! Thundering herd! So the cutting edge means award-winning news, music, and sports. Not, uh, cutting stuff. 88.1 WMUL. Today, a new creature walks among us, causing fear, mayhem, and injury. Stay back, children. Look out for the dreaded digital deadwalkers. With faces pressed against their little handheld devices, they put all good citizens in harm's way. Oh, hey, dude, I'm walking here. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't see you. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons who want to keep everyone well-connected with healthy bones. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's a partly cloudy 83 degrees. Soak up all that vitamin D for Mr. Sunshine while you can, because it will be short-lived. Tonight we'll dip down into the lower 60s as rain makes its way back into the tri-state. I'm not saying you should prepare for flooding, but maybe bring your potted plants in unless you want root rot. And grab an umbrella before you head out for work tomorrow morning. Looking toward the rest of this week, we do see quite a bit of rain. But all that water will cool things down into the 60s and 70s as we head toward the weekend and on into next week. Today in weather history, on this day in 1816, the temperature reached 92 degrees in Salem, Massachusetts during an early heat wave, but then plunged to 49 degrees in 24 hours to commence the famous year without a summer. The year without a summer occurred due to global drops in temperature because of climate change. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a partly cloudy 83 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler. Thanks, Michaela. Now on to Russia and Ukraine news. Ukraine's president says Russian forces intend to capture Zaporizhia, the largest city in the country's southeast. The seizure of the city would allow the Russian military to advance closer to the center of Ukraine. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky told a news conference Monday that peace talks with Russia stood, quote, at level zero, unquote. He said the most, he said, quote, the most threatening situation, unquote, has developed in the Zaporizhia region, parts of which have already been taken by Russia, Zelensky said. In the meantime, Kiev is hoping that its allies can create secure corridors that would allow its ships to export grain that has been blocked inside the country by the fighting, fueling a global food crisis. Army General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, said today that the United States and allied countries will keep providing, quote, significant, unquote, support to Ukraine. Out of respect for the legacy of D-Day soldiers in an interview with the Associated Press in Normandy, Milley said Russia's war on Ukraine undermines the rules established by allied countries after the end of World War II. He accused Russia of a, quote, open, unambiguous attack of aggression, unquote. 
He spoke in Normandy on the 78th anniversary of the D-Day invasion, which helped defeat Hitler and lead to the end of World War II. Russia has begun turning over the bodies of Ukrainian fighters killed at the Arzatol Steelworks, the fortress-like plant in the destroyed city of Maripol. The fighters' last-ditch stand became a symbol of resistance against Moscow's invasion. Dozens of bodies recovered from the bombed-out mills, now Russian-occupied ruins, have been transferred to the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, where DNA testing is underway to identify the remains. And that is according to Maskam Zorin, a military commander and former leader of the Askov Regiment, which was among the Ukrainian units that defended the plant for nearly three months before surrendering. Serbia and Russia say a planned visit by Russia's foreign minister to the Balkan country will not take place. Moscow is accusing the West of preventing the trip today by blocking the envoy's plane. The announcement followed reports that Serbia's neighbors, Bulgaria, North Macedonia, and Montenegro, had refused to allow Russian Foreign Minister Sergei, uh, me, uh, Sergei Levos' plane to fly through their airspace to reach Serbia. Levos told reporters, quote, an unthinkable thing has happened, unquote. He added that, quote, a sovereign state has been deprived of its right to conduct foreign policy, unquote. He's blaming NATO for engineering the flight ban, since all three countries are members of the military alliance. Coming up next, wheeling and dealing at the airport. Stay tuned. This song is being played on a didgeridoo. A didgeridoo is an instrument made by indigenous Australians. WMUL doesn't have any songs with didgeridoos in them. But what we do have is the Tri-State's largest variety of music, from alternative to hip-hop, jazz to blues, and much more. Plus, our selection is constantly being updated with the latest tunes. So, you know, maybe one day we will have a song with a didgeridoo in it. 88.1 WMUL-FM. You have a CD for any mood. You've got everything from rainy day jazz to pure existential angst. You've got CDs to dance to, boogie to, shimmy to, mosh to, and totally rock out to. You've got rock, rap, pop, alt-pop, sub-pop, hip-hop, jazz, blues, country, metal, punk, and some stuff they don't even have a name for yet. But do you have a first aid kit? You have the things that make you happy. Get the things that make you prepared. An all-hazards emergency preparedness kit can help. Ready kits are available at your local retailer. Learn more at ready.gov. G'day, mates. My name is Dango Mick, and I've come all the way from Australia in search of a creature that's spelled W-M-U-L. I guess it's a woman. It's known only to exist on the Marshall campus, and its void has been known to induce a dependency on a wide variety of music that only it can supply. Crocky! There it is now, and it's attacking another radio station. Oh, but don't worry, kiddies. It'll be all right. It's only nature. Are you training for a marathon or something? I heard if you lose lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes. Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your healthcare provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes, five days a week, and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program. And finally today on New Center 88, the Editor Rod dog sled race has been over since March, nearly three months ago. 
However, there was one less contestant who is finally leaving the trial. Race officials say sled dog Leon has been reunited with Moucher Sebastian dos Santos Borges of France after Leon, quote, escaped, unquote, from the Ruby checkpoint on March 12th during the race. Leon was found in the Alaska city of McGrath, some 120 miles south of Ruby checkpoint. A rep for the Edetarod says Leon was found safe and alert, though he'd lost some weight. After a checkup, he's to be returned to Dos Santos Borges in France. Things didn't roll quite the way they were supposed to for a suspected drug smuggler. Federal authorities say a man was arrested after landing in Charlotte, North Carolina, after a flight from the Dominican Republic. Customs officials, he was using a wheelchair, but they were suspicious about his need for it. The wheelchair was carrying more than just the passenger. Authorities say there were four packages of cocaine in the seat cushions. It's estimated that the 23 pounds of cocaine have an estimated street value of $378,000. And that does it for this summer edition of New Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news for Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Nick Madua, Michaela Wheeler, and Zane Bowles, I'm Haley Mannon. Um, and your thought of the day is, a man who has no imagination has no wings, Muhammad Ali.